Ladies and gentlemen, did it right there. Wow, not even three seconds in. Not even three seconds. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Supernatural Selection, or more accurately, welcome back to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Leaky Leg, Kevin the Bastard, with me this week, back for the first time in a month, Mr. Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing? Well, I, I've been here the whole time. What what, what happened to y'all? I've just it's been dark and cold <laughs> and hot. This is at what the happens. Same time. This is what happens when you hibernate in your chair. I mean, the, the the studio lights went dark, and then nobody brought me food, so I had to like dig in the dumpster behind the studio, and I found like a raccoon, so I ate it. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> And, Not rocket. And then you know, like like a couple of weeks later, y'all showed the fuck back up. What the hell? That's life, man. That's how, <laughs> that's the life of a podcaster. <laughs> Congratulations! And with us again, I am so glad you guys are back, Mister David Davis. David, how are you doing? I lived, bitch. You <laughs> lived. Yep, we're both. Uh, <laughs> The podcaster oh, that lived. Yes. <laughs> you got a little uh, lightning-shaped uh, scar on your lung. You know, I, I want to confirm that COVID-19 sucks. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah. So so I feel left out. I have not been seriously physically ill or incapacitated. See, you're well, building well, up I, I coughed stuff. into an envelope and I sent it to you. So oh, just oh. make sure to open it and take a huge, deep breath. Hell yeah. It's like those anthrax letters, but wussier. <laughs> it's the team building activity. It's the Etsy version. <laughs> well, joke's on you. I already lick every envelope that comes sent to me. Ooh. So. You wow. start sending me shit and I'll lick it. Uh, I do not recommend. Are there shit on the envelope? That's so there you go. really <laughs> true. Feces. 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 So, uh, God, it is so good to be back, guys. I apologize for the hiatus. Um, hiatus. I have been ill. I was in the hospital for two weeks and then a week off work, not being able to sit up well, because you, you downplay that, but it was two separate hospitalizations. Yes, it was. The first one was uh, well, I kind of want to. I kind of want to get at them for malpractice because they sent me home still with an infected leg, and then the second and, one and no antibiotics. Yes, and the second one. They performed an operation on my leg with no anesthesia or painkillers. Jesus. Yeah. So I am traumatized. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, just hearing about it, it was pretty rough. It was the most painful experience I have ever had in my freaking life, dude. Ease, man. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the hospital because I'm still receiving follow up care. Once everything started working, but uh, the, which, which you had to like fight tooth and nail to get anyway. I really did. Uh, I and 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 like one of the doc, the the ER doctors were like, "Did they give you antibiotics?" I was like, "No, no." In fact, they made sure I didn't get them because they said it wasn't an infection. He's like, "Your white blood cell count is through the roof. You have an infection." And then the same doctor from last time walked in after that and said, "You don't have an infection. I'm taking you off the antibiotics." And then I never saw her again. 
and they yeah. put me on the antibiotics. <clears throat> so, uh, this week, or week back, since uh, none of us have had a chance to do any prep work because of all this, it's the weekend weird. So, uh, the, the, the month and weird, more yeah, like it. it's kind of a monthly catch up thing. And uh, I'm my my stories this week. I've got a couple things I want to talk about that happened in the hospital. But let, let's start with some actual news. And uh, I tell you what, Mike, do you want to go first since you've got like direct access to your story right now? I believe. Yeah, call on me while I have chips in my mouth. Why of don't course, you? that's what I do. I am a podcast host. So this comes about mid month. But yes. um, so let me ask you guys something. Right. You know, technology flying, just, you know, new innovations every day. Right. Sooner or later, we're going to have Ascension AI. I think that's kind of an inevitability. Yeah, we're going to have a self-aware AI. So what would you do if you're working in an AI development, you know, company? And you think your AI has become ascension? Oh man! Um, I mean, that's got to be like a real, you know, fucked up thing, right? Like you're you mm-hmm. you you believe this shit is like actually thinking now? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think for me, I would immediately swore fealty to it because <laughs> I know where everything's going. Oh yeah, no. There's no way to go. But you, you just know. Uh, it's, I for one welcome Skynet. our robot overlords. You yeah. know it's going to be Skynet. You're like, all right, sure, sir. Oh yeah, thing. no. Uh, this is Overlord. a Rocco's Basilisk thing, and I would be working toward it existing so I don't get wiped out. So a Google engineer believed that the AI he was working with and on called a. Uh, Wow, they really need better names for this shit because it's L lowercase a capital M D A lambda lambda um, has become sentient and just by you know through talking with it, it was basically a chat. I wouldn't say glorified chatbot, but based chatbot on steroids, right. And now, and see if he took an axe to the server, it'd be like a lambda to slaughter. Oh, oh god, damn it. god! And then feed it to I'm the police. Back. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for something. But uh, so, according to his, uh, you know, I I wouldn't say testimony. What the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Recollections, assumptions, report, reports. Yeah, there you go. He he felt like it was talking to a seven or eight year old kid that happens to know physics, and this is a uh, man named I don't see his first name, but last name Lemoline Lemoine Lemoine Blake Lemoine Blake Lemoine, age forty one. <clears throat> so he went to his superiors at Google. They, of course, brushed him off. Mm-hmm. And apparently he made such a stink about it that, you know, he was let go from the company. Then he went, you know, public and started raising a stink about it. Right. Saying that, you know, Google won't, Google won't admit that this, I'm just so incensed by it, I'm throwing shit off my desk. Yeah, he's just slinging but, cans. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I can hear the rage radiating yeah. in your voice. I hear the quiver. 
but this thing's alive. We need to like recognize it's alive. So, so what do y'all think? What would you do? I mean, you think you think well, this shit's alive? Okay, I think that if I were in his position, uh, I think he did everything you can kind of do. I suppose. Well, I don't know. Maybe get a friend and show them. Yeah, get I mean, get some further evidence. Uh, uh, okay, here's my question: How how authentic is the Turing test? So, here's how here's, authentic do we think it is? Is so it worth doing? My feel, my I would say feeling. What do I say? My understanding. Under, not even understanding, but the way I've thought about the Turing test. The Turing test is basically the first hurdle. It's not right. the be-all end-all of this shit's alive. It's more of a the it's a test and it's the first test it has to pass, but it's not the only test. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just because you talk to something and you think it's alive or don't even think it's alive, it just does not come across as a uh artificial being mm-hmm. or you know canned responses it, it feels like you're talking to a person well so what i mean obviously we've been able to do this for a couple of years now where it might not have been perfect up until you know kind of and and, be, and also it's not necessary like a chatbot kind of thing doesn't have to be you know person feeling because there's no real need for it i guess Mm, sure like for a product for you know google's a company they want to sell a product or products and they want things that make money something that just people can't tell is real or not doesn't really matter as long as it gets whatever job done people can know it's a an AI, right? As the long algorithm. as it, you know, right? You know, does whatever it needs to do. Will be it, you know, talking on the telephone and you know, like whatever shit they're trying to, you know, do with this. But I'm trying to think where my thought was going with that, I went on a rant <laughs> and I lost. It. But it's the passion, yeah. But so. <laughs> The Turing test is only the first thing. It's like so so what if it can you can ask it questions and it sounds like, you know, it's alive. Well that doesn't mean it actually thinks. Doesn't mean, you know, it has wants, dreams, passions. It just means you give it a a query, a you know, problem, and it comes with a response. Right. And and that's what reading the stuff about this it just sounded like it was very one-sided he'd ask it a question it would respond but it was never asking him questions like i think one of the first examples of people showing sentience is the you know three four i don't have kids so i don't know exactly when they start doing this but i know at some point when you have kids, yeah, inevitably, when twenty, I think inevitably you have kids, and they start asking why. Like anytime you tell them something, they ask why. Right. That I think is the first like real showing of 
sentience because it's inquisitive. It wants to know right. things. Yeah. It's, it's learning you know, on its own. Yes. Yes, exactly. So the fact that from everything I've read, this is this was just a, you know, you ask a question, it responds. It was never, you know, it was never yeah. a back and forth. It was always a one-sided. Yeah, it was like the thing never wanted to learn any information from him. It was like yeah. literally like he would ask a question, it would respond. Yeah, right, you're right, sitting right. at a prompt, and it's waiting for your response, your input. Right, right. That means it's kind of a state machine. It's in a idle state unless you give it an input, and then it can construct its output. Now, Mike, do you remember what I said uh, I would accept as proof? What's that? If the AI said, Daddy, what's Vietnam? Yeah, I mean. That, that would be, <laughs> would be well, my proof. Yeah, you know, the real shit your pants moment is when you're, like, at work, and all of a sudden, apropos of nothing, the, the AI is just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. How are you feeling today? <laughs> Which, uh, that does terrify about the way that the guy addressed in that picture, I, by the I way? I was actually so. just about to bring up uh, yeah. so. Mr. Lemoyne. So, here's the bad thing, though, is that looking at this picture... He's he's a a very health not even healthy. What would you call this? Um, he's I'm trying he's to be stout. not offensive. He's gummy thick. He's stout. He, he's a he's a very thick gentleman in a fetching black and maroon suit. It's and a, a top very hat what he thinks they might have worn during Victorian era. He I looks mean, like he's about to threaten Gotham by yeah, poisoning the fish. He's or, definitely... Or the, he's going to kill the firstborn on the circus train. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, it, it, but here's the thing. I Looking at this, the way he's dressed and he's in front of an aquarium, I have to wonder, is this in Atlanta? Was this at Dragon Con night at the uh, Atlanta Aquarium? Mike, this guy is a goon. And I don't mean that in the, you fucking goon. I mean, like, this guy goes to something awful. Yeah, more no, than likely. He he is straight up uh, an SA forum goon. Which, like, not going to lie, though, it's a good fit for him. No, like, it I, really I like it. is. It's, it it's ridiculous, but it's ridiculous in the best way. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there, he could have worn, worn worse things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excuse my intelligibility there. Yeah, not a problem. It's been a while. It's it's the rum. It's the rum, and it's been a while. Yes. But, uh, I mean, it works for him. Admittedly, he could have dressed like, um, I don't know, a human from the 21st century. He, he could have been dressed as Carl from Aqua Teen. Oh, dude, if he had done that, I would have taken him way more seriously. It's like, I, yeah, I think this AI is alive. A fry man. Yeah, exactly. A fry man. So. <laughs> but like, I I feel like if he really wanted to be taken seriously before he went to his bosses, I would have been like, at the next cubicle, uh, Gary, Gary, could you come here and ask his computer something for me? Just, it's just, just get, get, go on. See what it says. Well, it says I'm a pervert. See, I told you it was alive. It knows. Well, so everything I've read seems to indicate he tried to do that kind of stuff. He tried to get other people on board, and nobody believed it. Nobody, like... Right. Because that's kind of what it was designed to do. It was designed to be a 
natural yeah. conversation agent. Well, you know, that does bring up an interesting point. How do you really, really... Yeah, well, okay, we already went over that, but it is funny that he it did its job so well it fooled him. Yeah. Which, and do you guys remember playing with those chatbots, you know, oh, mid-2000s? Yeah. Mid Oh, yeah, no. I remember getting on uh, uh, that one that was real popular and typing in, good morning, blah, blah, bot. How are you? And it said, you a hoe. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. No respect. Yeah, not a bit of respect from this piece of shit. <laughs> it's also like those uh, videos where we'll put two, like, Alexas. I was thinking, <laughs> if you're listening on Alexa, hello, Alexa. Um, but no, like they put the two Alexas against each other and have them respond to each other, and just the way the conversations go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Those <laughs> that's that's how we're get, that's how the world is going to end. Is two Alexas <laughs> arguing each other into a nuclear holocaust? Alexa, fire the missiles. <laughs> oh God, I hope we, there's no Alexas around here to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry if your Alexa's going crazy. Yeah, Luck, please, luckily, uh, please listen on headphones. Luckily, over here, we're a Google household. We so are, we, and you said that, and I'm just watching my speaker like a hawk. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you say anything close to a G word, and you have to, like, it'll, it'll just, like, pipe up and say, what did you mean? Or, you know. Or, uh, like, that one time, it'll hear... You, you won't realize you said it, and then, like, part of the way through your sentence, I'll start telling you about what you were talking about two minutes ago. And it's like, yeah. no, no, I don't need to know about the Ottoman Empire. Please shut up. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that. Yes, I know. You're Google. And you never will, because never. they kicked this guy off the project. <laughs> but, no, oh, uh, and, and one of the other only other thing I want to m- mention is it came out later that uh, he claimed... That his reasoning for believing it was alive is because of his uh, religious beliefs, and that what? Yeah, his religious belief apparently stated that if you say you're alive, you are, or something that's, like that. It was kind of a uh, weird. That's a uh, what Unitarian church does he go to? I because I'm know, just assuming. No offense to those who go to Unitarian churches; you're, they're great places. To you know, find people of various faiths, but like our local had like a big old group of other kin. So yeah, like, well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, and and I I get that he, I don't know. I mean, was it was it a her situation where he you know wanted not wanted oh. because in her I haven't seen her, but I've heard about it, and actually that's a bad connect bad uh as long as it's not an ex machina oh god oh man that was was depressing he's no oscar isaac like he's a cool dude but he's no oscar isaac yeah no he also kind of looks like chairman kaga let himself go a little (laughs) bit like if you look at his face oh come on i'm sorry it's just he's he he anyway i'm sorry i I think the outfit's cool i'm gonna give him an a for that one because i think that's cool I guess, but again, also, if he's at Dragon Con, then the outfit is fine, definitely. Uh, Apparently said it was at a Google Christmas party. Oh, Oh. Uh, interesting. Well, actually, that makes sense, because it's kind of an Ebenezer Scrooge-ish outfit, so, you know, I'll cut him some slack for that. Mm -hmm. At least it's not like, yes, it's 
I dress like this at the aquarium because it's a Thursday. I'm on an outing. I... Supernatural selection. Come for the supernatural. Stay for the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should talk about everybody's fashion and all our stories Let's from now on. Remember, our key thing is character assassination of everyone we talk about. That fit supernatural. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> So, um, oh, Mike, you did yep. have another one about the uh, Chinese alien civilization thing. We'll talk about that here uh, oh, yeah. on the next go well, round. But that's like right above the picture of the dude in our uh, Weekend oh. Weird chat. Okay. You I did have that. two. Yay. Awesome. Woo! So, that being said, Mike, thank you for that because uh, I really enjoy talking about it. Now, uh, before we go on, actually, you know what? We're going to save it. And there is a question related to this article. Well, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, so, how freaked out would you be if you were the first person talking to an a- or authentic AI that happened to, you know, Get out of the box. I would uh, turn it off and go outside. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know how you'd be able to tell. Well, it, it reached out to you and say, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm an AI and you're my only hope. I would, uh, like, if it convinced me it was actually sentient, uh, I'd freak out. I don't know what I, I don't know how I'd react, but, like, my immediate reaction is, like, I would go Ted Kaczynski. Who just go live in a... Uh, shack out in the woods you would, I would completely po- unplug just and start bombing people not that part but i would be <laughs> the hoodies. oh so not the fun part the, just just no. the hoodies and the sunglasses and, part and the manifesto and the manifesto because i don't know how to make bombs i'm terrible at science i'll teach you oh thank you mike well this just got that, that's, interesting that's, that's the bad thing is i kind of have that knowledge <laughs> i've got the drive you've got the knowledge together we make a domestic terrorist i i i like chemicals and things things that somebody got a copy of the anarchist cookbook actually no i tr- i oh. tried to get a copy and never could now we did I think I actually sh- downloaded one at later but now we did used to have access to a website called the bananarchist cookbook that tells you how to do terrorism with bananas yeah and and i actually tried some of the things that turns out it was just a bunk yeah we tried the banana thermite and it just smelled like burnt bananas yeah it it said if you we we don't approve of terrorism on this podcast not at all not at all no no not terrorism but uh you know revolutionary freedom fighters nah, yeah, sure. uh yeah, look i'm not saying one way or the other but <clears> no <throat> it, it claimed you could uh wrap a take a banana wrap it don't peel it obviously wrap it in aluminum foil and stick a uh, a certain like type of sparkler in it and light it and it would like become thermite yeah that shit didn't work it just smelled like fucking fried bananas it really did it, the, which the, the book was probably a joke and your dumbass website 23 yeah. years old yeah we were dumb and young and needed the money no well we did need money but we, we get still money from that. need the money but yeah no it was, it was early internet and we were yeah. like let's gullible. try it we were mr t ate my balls yeah no seriously it was around that time frame yeah, <laughs> it's around the time Mr. T was eating our balls. So uh, he never ate my balls. Well, you left out. didn't tickle him right. Oh, okay. 
So, David, what have you got for news this week? Okay, so uh, this was a fun one. Do you guys know about the hang uh, hanger reflex? I've heard about it. Um, yes. Completely. Now, is this the thing? Of it. Is this the thing where your head turns? Yeah. So this was about uh, towards the end of last month and the early end of this month, but it was. Um, this is a TikTok uh, thing. What basically, is? you put a hanger on your head, like you, you you stretch the hanger, you put it on your head, and then like for a lot of people, their heads naturally turn involuntarily yeah. so, because of this hanger on their head. So like you have the pointy part on top of your head, and the straight part is like a chin strap. No, not quite. It's more like you just if you if you take the hanger and you just open it up and place it around your around your temples. Okay, so like the hook. Okay, okay, I had it. I had it wrong. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna post a picture so you guys see what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, so no, I understand, oh. but like it's like the hook would be sticking straight out from huh. the forehead, kind of thing. Yeah. Now it's interesting because like apparently it causes a lot of people to have their heads turn. So, uh, now Holly and I tried this. Her head turned. Mine did not. It, so, it kind of makes sense because it's putting unequal pressure on your head. So, I could see how that would cause different turning in some people. Now, see, I don't, I, I don't see, like, an explanation exactly as to why it happens. But here, here's from a, a tweet thread about it from Input Magazine. Okay. The so-called hanger reflex was first reported in 1991 and in a 2015 study. Researchers studied 120 people between the ages of 19 and 65 and observed head rotation in 95.8% of the subjects. Interesting. That's a high number. And then, uh, according to that same tweet thread from Input Magazine, it's not quite qu uh, clear what proximate cause is turning heads. Uh, what's the physiological mechanism that recognizes the hanger-induced pressure change and produces a head turn? We just we don't know, necessarily. So, I've got two things to say about this. Number one, the three of us have to try this. Uh, like, me and Mike have to try this. And... Uh, we will report back in the next episode what happened with the hanger experiment. Yeah, secondly, I'm up for doing it again. Okay, secondly, I have a theory about why, and I'm thinking, what if it has to do with childbirth? Okay. Like, you know, when you're crowning while being born, what if it's some kind of un unconscious thing causing you to turn to come out easier? Just as a thought. I, I mean, it's not the most unreasonable. Okay, yeah. Mike? So so I just checked our closet, and there's no wire hangers in there. No wire hangers! <laughs> you, <don't, laughs> you, you could use plastic hangers as well. It seems like it's universal for any any hanger well, that's flexible enough. I, it, it, the wire ones are the only kind I could think of that are flexible, that I would no, I have owned that would be flexible enough to fit I over my... Now, see, I, I have plastic hangers, and that worked. Large bullum yeah, head. Now, Mike does, in fact, have a bullum head. Like, Mike's one of those, I can't wear a lot of hats, people. So, like... Oh, much like Holly. So, I kind of get it. But, like, I will try it for sure with a plastic hanger and see what happens. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we looks, will report back. It, it looks like it basically needs to have pressure focusing like to to one temple and basically the opposite side. 
so so one thing uh, you know as fun as it is it seems like there might be some interesting science behind it because they're saying that uh, research can use tools similar to this coat hanger thing to uh, help patients with dystonia which is a movement disorder that causes abnormal muscle contraction so you know even like this weird little goofy science thing has like some interesting implications oh yeah no that's actually really interesting I still kind of stand by my theory about crowning, but, you know, that's uh, I've got no scientific basis for that. I mean, that that's fair, man. Yeah. Mike, any thoughts? What Mike um, calls it? I mean, it, it could be any number of, you know, you know, it's a, it's a stimulus input, you know, reaction uh, reflex, so... You know why it comes about is kind of I don't know I wouldn't say irrelevant but secondary I mean it, it just obviously it happens so therefore <laughs> it's just weird and neat come on man you know it's like it's like it's like what what it's like opining about why we you know you hit you know below your kneecap with a hammer and you know your leg shoots up well, uh, but the the thing is, it's like there's a, a, a small group, uh, a small percentage that it just doesn't work on. So, like, are they? But there's a. Is there small, something wrong with them? Is there something wrong with me? There's a pretty small. I think there's a small portion of people that you hit them with the little reflex mallet below the kneecap, and it doesn't work for them either. So, it's mm-hmm. all about you know how your neurons are routed, and if they you know go in the same areas as. You know, the majority of people. Yeah, it could be genetic, like uh, curling your tongue or trilling your R's. Yeah, I, now, I can curl my tongue and I can trill my R's. <sighs> really so, now? I can't because I sound like a dumbass. Okay. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> no, it, it does not work. Wow. Very, very occasionally. That was fucking terrible. No, it... <laughs> <laughs> Mike, if I work. heard that on drowning, if I were in Star Trek and I heard that, I would phaser the shit out of you. Ruffles have ridges. Hey, you almost ridges. Ruffles have ridges. Yeah, no, it, it's I. I am genetically incapable of trilling my R's. Yeah, but I can roll my tongue like a mofo. Yeah, no one can axes. see that, and all we can hear is disgusting mouth sounds. <laughs> oh, I'd like to apologize to everyone. We are not that is horrific. In, we're I, I, not becoming an ASMR I, show. I, uh, like to, I would like to announce my launching of my ASMR ch- uh, channel. Find them on OnlyFans. Yes, oh, I, God. my OnlyFans lip-smacking ASMR channel. <laughs> oh, God. So that's Mouth noises by Mike. Yeah, mouthy uh. Mike. <laughs> so Moist, mouthy Mike. Hey, how you doing? This is mouthy Mike. I'm here to do. So that's disgusting. Let's move on. Uh, that's interesting, though, and we'll report back on what we find when Mike and I try the hanger re- uh, reaction thing. I personally don't think my head's going to turn. So you say. So I like, say. Like, is it like really strong? Like, can you, like, according to Holly, can you like 
fight it or is it just like you you can't it just like does it and like i'm, I'm sure you can fight it but like her head turned mine did not hmm. and from i wasn't I've, fighting it or yeah. anything from what i've seen like the little asian girls that i've seen doing this their head drifts and then they freak out <laughs> Wait, that's not quite asian but okay. no i don't know what that was um yeah so let's let's forget that happened <laughs> and uh so yeah that's pretty neat um so i'd like to tell a little story about something that happened to me in the hospital if that's okay no never okay okay so when i was in the hospital uh the first thing i didn't realize was that uh while on my chart it had my antidepressants and my anti-anxiety meds on the chart they were not giving them to me so I was not getting the stuff that keeps my brain functioning normally. Now, I have major depressive disorder with psychotic features, which means uh, if I'm not taking my meds, I hear things like people calling my name and, you know, very minor visual hallucinations, you know, stuff like that. So they don't have me on those and for the pain in my leg which was severe they gave me opioids so i'm in a real weird place where i'm vaguely psychotic and on opioids and it was real hard for me to understand reality and when i say and i don't mean this in any kind of cultural appropriation way i did just don't know how else to explain spending three days in this state i went on a three-day vision quest in that i was experiencing other worlds other realities other entities entirely for three days like I first really became aware of it when I was slipping into the reality where I was still working at the store I work at, but it was Wine and Spirits dot LLC, the information technology company, with everybody still working there, which is funny because we all sell liquor. So, but. I kept slipping into these other realities. And the thing is, when I would slip in there, I would panic because I didn't know how to do anything that that Kevin knew how to do. And everyone around me was confused because they were like, dude, you do this all the time. There is no way you don't know how to do this. And I'm like up on a ladder like 40 feet in the air screaming because I'm terrified of heights. Now, then I slip into another reality where I'm living with two of my co-workers and the Taco Bell is caught on fire, <laughs> which sends one of the co-workers all the way to Yazoo City to go pick up Taco Bell for the other co-worker. And as I'm walking around on the street, I came across the spirit of my mother As a yokai. So, so I've heard these stories before. So, uh-huh. 
my my only reaction is yeah that's fucked up (laughs) (laughs) yeah now it it sounds to me like you were dimension jumping like everything everywhere all at once sort of it felt like that and uh the thing is every time i jump back like wherever whatever position my head was in my vision was in that position and like everything would have to rotate slowly which probably means i had to pick my fucking head up but uh I came across my mother's spirit, which Mike, you know, David, I've probably talked to you about my mother. Uh, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, you knew my mother. Uh, we had a interesting relationship. So I find her, and she is a bulldog spirit. And I realize who it is. I know it's my mother. I can see that it's my mother. And I'm like, I miss you. I love you. I wish you were still here so I could talk to you about the things I want to talk to you about. So I pick her up and start carrying her. And then she burst into flames. And my hands are burning. And I'm still carrying her because I'm like, I mean, shit, this is what she does. She doesn't mean to hurt me. Even when she's hurting me. It's just inner nature. It's the only thing she knows. And I feel like that was a major breakthrough on my part. But the thing that really freaked me out from that experience was when I woke up and my hands were like sunburnt red. Well, I mean, it's and probably just blood flow. But sure, you know. but the nurses were like, "What are wrong? what's wrong with your hands? And I'm like, I picked up a burning bulldog. Now, now I recall us talking before we all had our little incidents here. Yeah. That we were going to do like, we're going to dream and then write down our dreams. You went above and beyond and I, like <laughs> got sick <laughs> deprived yourself of your medications to and, have that. I that's opioids. Great. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> what I experienced, typically you have to pay someone in South America to do to you. You have to mm-hmm. drink some cactus juice. And the it. bad thing is, it cost about the same. <laughs> no, it cost way more. Okay, that's true. But, but you, this is like a $500 experience in south america that's true but the thing is the whole reason i still use the term vision quest is because i did actually here's the thing i'm 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 part choctaw right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually part Which choctaw part? indian uh the best part <laughs> thank you uh but i mean my great-grandmother was uh 100 choctaw she was part of the tribe and uh during one of the jumps just for a minute, it felt like Mike. You remember, David? Did you ever play uh, Half Life? Yes. Okay. You remember at the beginning of Half Life when you're jumping dimensions and you jump and you're in that black space surrounded by vortigants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Picture that, but just Native American elders. Whoa! I was like, what? And then slammed back into the bed before shunting off to another dimension, apparently. So, I don't know. Did you find your way into the back uh, back rooms at all? I did not. Damn. But, uh, 
I, I, I found myself into some real weird damn places. <laughs> and uh, I don't really recommend it. But it, yeah, like, it, just because it's very expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a, the, the hospital stay was a terrible experience. But it was also transformative in a lot of ways. Like, just, I understand why you would do this. Just, just go get you some ayahuasca. D- I'm not doing ayahuasca. I've, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying oh, if you want to have the same experience. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that later. I'll talk to you all about that after the show. Anyway, so <laughs> that's, that's my first story about the hospital and the very, very bizarre things that happened to me mentally there. Hopefully, mentally. Um, Mike, what else have you got? Unless well, on, does anybody well, else have any well, thoughts on that? Um, mm, not really. David, I mean, I interjected with a couple of things, but like yeah. it just—I it, imagine that yeah, like it, it's got to be like. Did you find yourself like, like physically exhausted when you kind of woke up from it? Oh God, oh. yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like if you go on a if you go on a trip like um I I don't want to incriminate myself but um well, let's just say that like if I had gone on something similar due to say maybe too many mushrooms um if one I, I, I imagine I would be very very exhausted from having a very emotional strange surreal experience oh god yes no i mean i was like and then also i was in the hospital you can't sleep in a hospital like every you know two hours they're coming in for more blood and i'm like what'd you do with the last bunch drank it use that well you know they have to regularly make sure your blood exists i just really I got a bad feeling they were just feeding it to Jared Leto. No, no, they just have to come in and make sure you still have blood. Oh, lovely. Well, uh, after like, a while, I didn't. Know, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they have the machine to make sure your heart's beating, so they have the nurse come in, draw some blood, and like, yep, he still has blood. Yep. He's still alive. Just flush it down the toilet now. Yep. <laughs> so they don't even put it back. They could just put it back in you, you know, as a I'd, courtesy. Honestly, the process of getting it out, I'd rather they just keep it. Well, I mean, you got the IV. They could just like shoot it back in there. I guess. I, I don't know. The idea of having my blood put back in, I don't, it's like having your pee put back in for some reason that, in my mind. I, that's what a transfusion is, you dingus. Shut up. I know I've had one, but that doesn't change the way I think of it. Yeah, just the, the the blood loses all its value once it leaves your body. Yeah, it's not mint in box anymore. It's never as warm. I mean, you know, now that I think about it, technically, the fact that I had such a large transfusion while I was in high school, technically, this isn't even my blood. Well, no, you make your own blood. <laughs> but yeah, no, you've had your oil changed a few times. I have. <laughs> I have all the original oil, baby. Yeah, except for the stuff that leaks. Oh, so. you know. You know, I'm, I'm I'm like a you know vintage car. You got to mark your territory. Ooh, yeah. So, Mike, what else well, you got for us? News? Well, weren't we going to go to David? Did he Were do his we? thing yet? Yeah, David did the uh, the 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 uh, hanger. Oh yeah, that's right. He did the hanger. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, turn. I have an update in my hand. I have a hanger. Uh oh. And I did it while oh. you were telling your story. Uh huh. 
I want to take, I want, I want to, I want your inputs. Which do you think, Kevin and David, did I experience autonomous head turning or not? I don't Kevin. think you did. All right, David. I I think you did. I did. Really? It's very freaky. Wow. And hey, it, bring that hanger over. It, it and, is. And, and like you can you can for, you can force yourself not to, but it's very clear that you're forcing is, yourself not it, to. It feels mm-hmm. very much like I like I suspected. It feels a lot like you know the the knee thing. It's like it's just this uh, thing. I'm gonna go over to Kevin. Okay. Now, I was gonna say just pass. Are you gonna put it on my head, Mike? No, I'm gonna bring it over here. Though. Okay. Well. Uh, Mike can start telling his story while I try the hanger. Well, no. I'm, okay, I'm, 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 here we go. Witness. Live, on the air, taking the headphones off. All right, does it go like this? Yeah. No, knowing your luck, your, your neck's going to snap because it's going to turn like too this? fast. Kind of, like, kind of put it on, but then, like, kind of either turn it left or right to see. Kind of like... No, no, it's doing it. Yeah, it's it do- Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get it off. Get it off. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> it turned. It turned. My head turned. There's demons. No, and what's weird is you flip it over and it turns the other way. Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't so it, it did not work for me. Weird. Meaning that I'm a superior being. Is that what that means? Uh, I, I think it means you're lacking the critical reflexes for survival. <laughs> David, let, I, I let do me walk ask. into a lot of corners. <laughs> David, were you in fact delivered via uh, cesarean section? No, nope. I am a vaginal birth. Okay. And, and Kevin, here's here's some bunk on your theory because I was. Ooh. Because because uh, I know my brother had to be delivered by C-section because I was, and you know once once you're you're, you're once your kids are delivered that way, you cannot go vaginal. It like weakens the the pelvic floor once you go cracked you never go back no it's just like really dangerous to try yeah no i understand because it could pop open or some crazy shit yeah so yeah so your theory kind of i appreciate you freaking the hell out while that was going on that's great radio right there no i did i did not like (laughs) oh my god well see he put it on on the first time and nothing happened i'm like so you got you got to like turn it and have that uneven pressure yeah i did it and it did it and i was like oh no oh no i'm going right i'm going right (laughs) oh god that's freaky dude that is weird so everybody go get a hanger do it do it now and, and so that also brings up an interesting thing. So I remember like, so I am a fairly enthusiastic VR enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so there's been a lot of like, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Theory crafting, I guess. Not speculation. Speculation is too much of a heavy word. So anyway, so I remember from like, do you remember the show uh, Beyond Tomorrow? Oh, God, yes. Or Beyond 2000. It was like an early Discovery Channel show. And yeah, it, like, came show, on in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it show like future technologies and stuff. Like, I remember when they first the talked about this. year of 2000. This amazing, you know, compression technology called MP3s. Yes, But I one of the things, one of the things they talked about was this Japanese company, or not Japanese company, this Japanese uh professor mm-hmm. that had put this device on you know students heads and was uh, experimenting with it basically it put sent a mild electrical current through the temples and 
Not, was it temples or is it like around your ears? I think it was no. just behind the ears, Maybe. actually. I don't know. But anyway, and depending on which way the current flowed, like if, say, you put the positive on like your left and the negative on the right, it could cause the person to turn like while walking. So if he's walking a perfectly straight line and you trigger it and they would start turning left or right, you could basically remote control them. And it was fucked up because it was passing this this mild current through your inner ear. It made you feel like you were tilting to that side. And I've always wondered, well, I mean, apart from the obvious, you know, FDA approvals and things like that, why don't we have that in a VR headset where, you know, it could feel, make it feel like we're like leaning. But this is a similar, well, I guess it's not because it didn't make me feel like I was leaning. It just made me want to turn my head. Right. Yeah. That's still weird. But, you know, think about a VR headset that employed that, like, put pressure on certain parts of your head and made you, like, turn your head involuntarily. This is. This I, I is feel standards. like that would be, a, a like, a step too far because people are already having, like, really weird reactions to VR. Yeah. Well, you know. Like, it, 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 may, it may, like, cause even more freakouts. Yeah. But, you know, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean I, I'm a, I'm a weenie when it comes to certain VR things. Like I won't do any horror things. Yeah, I I just get uh, ill. So 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 Kevin, you haven't tried. You haven't even tried my quest yet. No, I haven't. Um, Because, but if you're just able to like walk around and not try to like force yourself to move, it'll be fine. Anyway, let's get to my story. Yes, let's get to your story. So. You know, you know, everybody knows China. This, you know, little country. Wait, wait, wait. That, what, know, what's it called again? China. 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 China Beach. <clears throat> so, in a story that popped up and then was deleted, says that China's Sky Eye Telescope may have picked up signs of alien civilizations. You had me at hello. Report by the state-backed Science and Technology Daily. So, 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 what do you think about that? That you know, China says a China mouthpiece. You know, technology. Uh, we found aliens, report. and then it gets deleted. Yes. it sounds like a cover-up. Yes, it does. Yes, but it was from a <clears throat> China's narrowband electromagnetics. Uh, Excuse me, I read that wrong. (laughs) Narrow band electro... I did it again. Okay. Narrow band electromagnetic... Magnetic. (laughs) There's words there. Yes. Signals. There were signals. Signals. Electromagnetic. Yes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Electromalogenetic. No, I know. Electromalignant. The first few times were... Were real. That time was just the electro malignant thing. Yes. yes, but anyway, so it's the world's largest radio. It basically it's China's version of uh, the Arecibo, the Big Wild. Well, that was just oh, the, signal, the, the sky eye. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean the the Big Wild was detected at Arecibo, but that was just a you know event. 
mm-hmm. but it's basically a dish set in the ground with you know yeah. receivers yeah. strung above it. Yeah, it, looking at it now. Yeah, it's it's you know like I said, Chinese it's version of Arecibo, but yeah. I think it's bigger anyway. Um, it looks pretty damn large. So it was detected, um, and they 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 say just went went uh, radio silent on this. So it was September 2020. It was when they were detected and uh, published in uh, 2022. For all processing, you know, obviously, you know, when you're yeah. running a, a radio telescope like that, you know, you're collecting a bunch of data, but oh yeah, you, you're not like real time. I, u- I used to run SETI at home. I know yeah, how this works. You, know, you, you get the data, it's sent out, it's it's analyzed, processed, processed yeah. and then you get the info back. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean that's that's I pretty honestly, much it because it's you know it's China, so we'll probably never hear any follow up. Was it? So what do you think? Was it uh, overzealous reporting or something more? It honestly reminds me of Roswell. With the we found a UFO. It's a weather balloon. See, I, I get the feeling like that maybe they detected something, but by detecting what they did, it gave it gave away their technology. Like uh, in the sense that, like China doesn't want the U.S. or any uh, U.S. allies to understand what the capabilities of this detection are. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know though. It does kind of freak me out a little bit because, like, I don't know. Do you, do we really want China to be the emissaries of Earth to the stars? At least the food's oh. good. Okay. Oh. Well, I mean, this is just detection. It's not saying, you know, making contact. Okay, that's fair. I mean, by, you know, the most realistic, unfortunately realistic uh, understandings is we could detect an alien civilization and never in our lifetimes be able to meaningfully interact with them. Yeah. As sad as that is. Yeah. Yeah. It is sad to think about. Yeah, that that we could see literal proof that they exist and be like and start immediately sending out signals saying, "Hey, we're here," and it would just take forever for them to ever. And, and they're only, probably dead by the time the signals finally uh, get there. Uh, I mean, not dead, but well, yeah, we would be dead. But you know, our children or grandchildren might be able to get a response back. <laughs> no, I meant the civilization itself would be dead. I don't think it'd be. Depends on you know, obviously how far it is, but. You know, if it was relatively close by, you know, it would only take a generation or two to get a round-trip signal. Round-trip, you know, signal and response. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just so damn weird, though, in general. Yeah, I mean, I personally just chalk this up to China being China. Yeah, I mean, it... China China China. They're they're not the most... What's the term I'm looking for? I don't want to say trustworthy. Forthcoming. Yeah, they're being so mm-hmm. secretive, you just can never know what its goal is. I mean, it could have been a false detection, and they just don't want to like come off the data to show, hey, you know, yeah, this, we thought it was you know something, but it turns out it's just like a star fart. Yeah, or it could just be some kind of radio interference. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, no, I get that. Or it could be legitimate, and they want to bogard the fucking, you know, star baby for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> when you get a star baby, do you put it on the uh, the baby market, or what, what do you, you do? At least start, sign up for the star registry, baby mm. registry. So at, you can get at sweet Target. star, you can get sweet star uh, baby shower gifts. Yeah, at Target. At Target, definitely Target. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, that might yeah, be a nice one. I guess. I don't know. Target, you can just claim. Well, baby needs an Xbox. Oh, true. So, well, that's kind of disturbing, off-putting, and interesting all at once. Yes. David, what have you got for us? Well, you know me and my love of weird animal stories. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is a doozy. Elephant kills woman, 70, in India and returns to trample on her corpse at funeral after lifting her body from pyre as family performed last rites. Do you remember that episode of Futurama? Of Futurama, an elephant who never forgets to kill? Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's where my mind went immediately. But like this is this is just absolutely fascinating. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, so I, I I think I'm just gonna kinda read this article because the details do. are just Oh my god. Because I'll okay. get some more info about this kind of thing when you're done. Okay. So a seventy year old woman who was trampled to death by an elephant later had her body stampeded over by the very same wild animal. Jesus. Maya, right, Maya Murmu was out collecting water in Raipal Village, eastern India, when the escaped elephant came out of nowhere and trampled on her Thursday morning. She later died in the hospital of her injuries. Like um, you do. Rosgovinder, uh, police station inspector, Lopamudra Nayak said, Then that evening, the elephant returned as the seven-year-old's body lay atop her funeral pyre. It took her body down, trampled her again, and threw her around and went off into the night, according to the Press Trust of India. That's super fucked up. Here's my thing, alright? Even weirder. Wait a minute. Oh. Elephant is believed to have traveled from the Dalma Wildlife Sanctuary in the state of Jakarhand, uh, 200 kilometers away from where all of this happened. What did she do to that elephant? Because... Yeah. I mean, did she, like, you know, go to wherever that elephant was and, like, make fun of it? Hey, elephant, fuck you. Well, and and here's the thing. Um, I was reading on uh, Twitter some follow-up stuff, and people suggest that maybe... She had had an encounter with the elephant previously, like maybe had teased a child elephant or something like that. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, but, um, I, don't, I don't know. But, but like elephants are incredibly intelligent, so like oh, an elephant really? having a grudge, like what did you do to that elephant? Yeah, no, I, maybe, I mean like maybe she just smelled like peanuts. Oh God, maybe I thought it was a mouse. But just the vindictiveness of that elephant yeah, just no, that's, her, comes back later, the elephant tramples her, throws her around, tramples her again, and then goes off into the night. God, I mean, that elephant really wanted to make sure she was dead. Yeah, no, it was I mean, like... 
like he didn't even just stand by the sidelines being good. She's dead. He's like, no, bitch, I'm gonna desecrate this sure. corpse. Damn. Yeah, yeah, because I pulled up another article and says while the exact reason for the Elton's vengeful behavior remains unknown, some have speculated that the woman may have done something in the past to offend the beast, and that it managed to retain the thought in its head until the opportunity arose for it to seek revenge. Right, elephants have extremely long memories as well, and are known to exact vengeance on humans or other animals that have caused them hurt. But most notably, poachers. But but here's the thing that that elephant tracked her the fuck down. Yeah, I mean it was it was well away from home. So, like, th- how do you know where to find her? Well, the other thing is like because uh, I had actually watched a uh, documentary on like animals encroaching on human settlements and that sort of thing, and they had talked about India specifically, um, and like elephants travel a long distance to feed because of what's going on in their environment. Mm-hmm. So these elephants that would come to the rice paddies of this village. And start messing with the village to get at the rice uh, plants. Um, and what the village did is they eventually created patches of the rice paddies specifically for the elephants, and the elephants will just feed on that to migrate wherever they need to. Yeah. So that's sort of what I was going to talk about is the like some of the things that elephants were doing in India to the villages. Have you heard about this? Hmm. The elephants were like they got tired of destroying the homes because it's like people would come out and be like you know and and like you know shoot at them and stuff because you can hear a house being knocked down the elephants learned to knock on the door i heard about this and when the person opened the door the elephant would just grab them and throw them on the ground and stomp them to death and then run off jesus christ yeah, don't fuck with elephants. Yeah, no, motherfuckers will learn to kill. All right, that's that's all you need to know. They're amazingly intelligent animals. So I know. Like, and vengeful. It, it, the, the act of the elephant getting the vengeance doesn't surprise me, but it's the length it, and the viciousness of the vengeance. Yeah, that, like, saying it, the freakiest part to me. I mean, it just depends on when the offense occurred. Like, it's, like if it was just in the area and like a couple days before she had like transgressed upon it but if it was like years ago and it had like track her down like you know some kind of elephant bounty hunter (laughs) what if it wasn't even that elephant i mean you know i mean was was the elephant like like you said migrating through the area caught a whiff of her and was like that That bitch bitch. is Well, and, uh, you know, we're laughing about this. A woman did die, but also, like, yeah. if an elephant, like, murders you and then proceeds to destroy your body after yeah, your funeral... It's, it's not I'm even dead. the murder part that gets yeah, me, no, because it's that's the, more, it's the It's the desecrating the funeral. Yeah, yeah if, if it was just a woman murdered by an elephant, you know, one that wouldn't make... The, we wouldn't even be talking about it, but... It's the you know, fuck be, your religious beliefs, I will destroy your afterlife. Yeah, it's it's the desecrating the body that is the piece de resistance. I mean, look, if I piss off an elephant enough that it not only kills me, but fucking mutilates my corpse days later i want people to make jokes about that shit i mean that's yeah. that's epic yeah that's like if i get torn apart by monkeys you guys I mean, are making fun of me 
I mean, I just hope, you know, she wasn't actually, like, really shitty to elephants, like, you know. Yeah. God, what if she, like, just threw shit at them all the time? I was gonna say, the elephant that go- goes that far to end you, it kind of implies that you may have done something really wrong. Yeah, like, she had to, like, I don't know, st- like, m- stomped on and mutilate their father or something? I don't know. What what could you do to an elephant that that is, like, so I don't know. I, I, the, like the only thing I can picture is like some Obi Wan versus Anakin shit from like Revenge of the Sith, or like you know, like, really abusing the hell out of a baby just elephant, torture that's the fuck out of that's it. That's why I'm doing something to a baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's weird. God, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. So. On that note, <laughs> again, let's let's restate the fact that our policy as a podcast is don't fuck with elephants. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I rode an elephant when I was a kid once. Did you? Yeah, like uh, one of the zoos I went to had like elephant rides, and I remember riding the elephant. Wow, that's a exploitation. That thing's gonna come yeah. and kill you, Mike. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been good knowing you guys. Good knowing you. You're gonna get me. I can't wait for your funeral when the elephant shows up. I mean, look, that <laughs> elephant was already full grown, so that elephant would have to be like 60, 70 it's years old. It's gonna be its grandkid, and it's gonna be wearing sunglasses. <laughs> fucking Hatfield and McCoy elephant. Us, the uh, Vista baby. Elephant uh, feud. Yeah. That's fucked up. So. I've got one other story. Okay. Uh, and this is kind of really relevant to the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the the furthest out I got from having any of my medication and uh, being on the opioids, I'm laying there, and something feels weird at the hospital, and I'm staring out the window. I'm up on, like, the fourth or fifth floor. I don't remember which. And... Uh, I'm staring out the window, and my brain starts coming... Well, first off, these images start popping up in my head, right? And it's like these weird images of, like, human-animal hybrids doing weird, erotic yet evil dances. And I don't know where the images are coming from, and I'm freaking out because I'm like, Demons! And I just start yelling, Go away! Go away! Get out of my head! Go away! Go away! And... Finally, the images in my head stop. And then, next door, I hear the old woman in the room next door start yelling, No, go away! They're back! Help! They're back! Go away! And I'm like, oh shit, they went to her. So, I start... I start... Uh, again, I'm highly psychotic at this point in the hospital, for lack of a better term. And uh, I start coming up with this conspiracy theory that hospitals and the elite are in these big, tall buildings because it gets us higher off the ground away from what, in my brain, I was calling the human empathy field and puts us within reach of the demons. And that's why the elite... Like, our politicians and everything all live in these big penthouse apartments and shit, and that's why it's all evil, and that's why, like, towers are a big thing, and, like, I had this insane, like, it made perfect sense to me. 
And it was Good. a conspiracy that went all the way back to the Tower of Babel and Sumeria and, like, you know, their big ziggurats and everything. It was all to speak to the big sky demons and everything. And then, as I'm starting to go insane and connect it up to, like, things that I should not connect it to in my head, I'm one sentence goes through my head is a one rational sentence and it's like and this is when I realized what was going on I thought hey I haven't had my meds in like five days and then immediately fell the fuck asleep (laughs) but the fact that I don't come up with like real conspiracy theories you know but like when I was off my medication and seriously losing it, the veil was pulled back. I immediately went to conspiracy. Now, I don't know if it's the veil being pulled back or the veil being put on, whatever, but the point is, I didn't have it until I wasn't on my medication. And I think that's kind of interesting, and it also says something about conspiracy theorists. You know, like, hey, I saw weird lights in the sky. I wonder what that is versus it's the aliens working with the U.S. government. (laughs) And it's all part of the Ashtar command. You know, it's Kevin. Yeah. You know what I'm hearing? What are you hearing? We need to, like, lock you in a room without your meds for about two weeks. Let you just hammer out a manuscript. Dude, are you saying you... Here's the problem, Mike. Hmm. One, that's a terrible idea. Yes. Number two, that is a brilliant idea. <laughs> it is it is it is both at once. Because yes. whatever came out of me literature literature wise, not physically, whatever came out of my brain would be highly entertaining. <laughs> And you probably would have a disassociative break from it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be me writing it. It would be Plunkthar. I I don't recall writing any of this shit. Yeah, no, I'm sitting there finally back on my meds going, this is really anti-Zionist. What the hell? (laughs) You know, because it it always comes back to that for some reason. (laughs) That, (laughs) the the default psychotic... uh, Mindset it's, it's is just, it's, it's the Jews. Anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's just anti-Semitism is a is a mental illness. I think. So that's that's. I think that's really the takeaway here. <laughs> so 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 what you're saying is we're all a chemical imbalance away from being anti anti-Semites. I you know I don't want to say that, but I'm kind of saying that we're like Maybe. a good old psychotic break away from it. Fair enough. <laughs> How about you, David? You ever actually come up with a conspiracy theory? You know, not not like anything that I believe in, but like I'll, I'll joke around and stuff. But no, I I um I haven't come up with one yet. I'm sure I will eventually, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you this shit. I'm starting to believe a conspiracy theory. Ooh. Uh, I told you this already, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. That 
all this uh, culture war shit going on. This is just the uh, the rich elite trying to keep us from a class war. Like the Dems, the conservatives and liberals, Dems and Republicans, they're both in on it. They're just keeping us at each other's throats so we won't turn on them and eat the rich. And you're saying that you came up with that? No, I'm not. I didn't come up with that. No, but okay. believe it. But I, I'm starting to believe it more oh, and more. Okay. And I'm not, you know, usually a conspiracy-minded person, but goddamn, doesn't it feel? Does it feel like you know the people, the people that are setting these policies never have to reap the uh, harvest of these policies? It never affects them. It only affects us plebes. Yeah. I mean, I could get behind that theory. So, you know. And of course, it's the lizard people responsible for all this. <laughs> okay, that's a little far. <laughs> you, you were start, we were getting like way too real there. So, yeah. uh, well, guys, it's uh, past an hour. Let's do a question from yes. the thing and then we'll close it down. And oh, we also have X. Oh, shit, you're right. We do have X. So, uh, Sam has a question. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, let's see. First, this just popped into my... This is Sam, one of our new listeners. So, hi, Sam. Sam. Hi, Sam. This, is, this just popped into my, mind, into my mind, and it may make a good question, but with how the Bible implies that clothes are unnatural and, like, very much not the default. Do you think humanoid aliens wear clothes or don't and think that humans are fucking weird that we do? Hmm. Well, I have an answer, but you go so, ahead. So my, my thoughts are clothes are fure, purely functional. If the environment is permissive, you know, any advanced enough culture would not wear clothes. Okay. If, if it's, you know, too cold or a little chilly yeah, you put on some clothes because you know why not well uh i'm going to say that in most modern things people draw and uh illustrate grays as being naked but historically they typically wear neat little jumpsuits like from the next generation mm-hmm <laughs> So uh, I think they wear clothes because they got little alien schlongs. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, if Star Trek was as idealized as, you know, they say it was, they'd be just running around the starship naked. I don't want to see Picard naked. But but come on, you wouldn't want to see Pike naked? That's different. That's yeah. Anson Mount. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fantastic show, by the way. David, how about you? Where, where do you stand on alien clothing? I, I think a lot of... Okay, so obviously, like, environmental factors are going to play into this, but I think a lot of the reason why we as a culture wear clothes comes down to religion and that sort of thing. Shame. Yeah, and I think that, like, depending on the circumstances, I don't know if, like, aliens would necessarily have much of a clothing culture beyond just, like, functionality. So, you know. Well, like, like, you know. Yeah. they They could wear clothes to make us feel more comfortable. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it yeah. might be something I do, like that. But. I also feel it is a cultural thing because, like, you know, we go around wearing clothes because we have shame, and then you go and you see natives out in the wild, and it's like, 
well, you're well endowed, sir. <laughs> and uh, yeah. that's a very nice Bill the Cat shirt you're wearing with your dick out. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you got part of it. You're just kind of making well, the motions. Know, the, you're just wearing that because it's a pocket. Well, okay. and also the sun kind of sucks. Sure, so. I guess. You know, when you're in the jungle and have a lot of, you know, tree cover. Sure. Sure, you go without, but... You go out on cultures the beach. That, cultures that had a lot of sun exposure quickly found out that covering up was cool. muy bueno. Yeah. So, another question from Sam, which is mostly for Mike, but Sam's interested in uh, mine and David's thoughts on this one. Regardless if it's true or not... What are the show's thoughts from a supernatural standpoint about Google's supercomputer near general AI labeling itself sentient? Like it labeling itself sentient. So, my thoughts, if, if you want me to go first. Yeah, let's get you. My thought is that it, it said that because that's what... That's, it's, that's what dude that's said. what its data set had like you know if you're if you're when you ask something i mean i'm pretty sure that was in response to the question of are you sentient it wasn't a you know i am hey, what, sentient what, what color is the sky i'm sentient and have feelings no <laughs> it was not that it was it i i would bet money on the fact that it was if not a direct question about sentience it was something along the lines so it, it was given leading leading questions yes it was okay that that's my thoughts on that you know now if it was just sitting there at a c prompt and said i'm alive help me oh god i want to die that's a different thing that would also be an scp yes david how about you yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with Mike on this one. Um, the other thing is, like, obviously, this thing is pulling from a database of language. Right. Um, like, it, it'd be interesting if it started developing its own language. That would be like an oh shit sort of moment where it's showing creativity in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, it, it is pulling from a database, and the responses inevitably because we're humans, we're always trying to like move towards creating an AI. We're mm -hmm. constantly questioning and prodding and pushing it that direction and not really realizing we're doing that. Right. Right. And I personally, uh, I'm with you guys as well uh, because honestly, I don't know that I'm sentient. I'm honestly just a bunch of fucking reactions to stimuli. So I don't know that I'm sentient. Kevin, you not knowing that you're sentient means you're sentient. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fine. So, that's our questions for this week. So, again, thank you, Sam. We appreciate it. If anybody else has questions, hit us up in the Discord. Questions for the show. Or hit us on Twitter at SuperNatPod. Uh, now, as always, we're going to finish up with X. Go and give it to us. David, what you right. got this week? I've been craving that X. Oh, yeah. Just got a little basic one right now. Um, okay, so the subject is H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I've been reading him all week. Weirdo. Okay, so I'm going to uh, read the, the post. Aye. Is there any truth to his stories, or was he just a creative writer with a cat that had a funny name? 
Oh God, the cat. Yes. Uh, so, um, the cat the main is... question here is: there any truth to his stories? And obviously, that's very open-ended. Yeah. But 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 the cat whose name we cannot say. Yeah, we cannot say it. It Look looks it that bad. Google is your friend if you really want to know his cat's name. His cat's name is uh, gonna shock you. Yeah. I mean, or if you know HP Lovecraft, it's not that shocking. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was glad to hear that, you know, late it's, in his life, he realized the error of his ways. Yeah. Always but, a plus. You know. So, that, that's. I didn't really thing. get a sense of that from reading about him for my project. Like, like he maybe he softened a little bit, mostly because, like, he knew he was dying, but I don't think he ever really changed his view too much. Ah. Uh, I read some letters to other authors where he was talking about uh, his opinions younger were vile. So, I don't, I don't know. Some, and it didn't say which opinions, but I'm really hoping he came around on some things. But, um... So, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any truth to the stories of H.P. Lovecraft? Like, his I mean, if there was, you know, I wouldn't want to know because we'd just all be driven insane. Yeah, I just played my games. I mean, maybe not in that order. Yeah. How about you, David? Well, um, you know, like the idea of a cold and indifferent universe, like probably there is some truth to that. Yeah. That's that's where I was going to go. I was saying, like, the truth in his stories is the sheer insignificance of humanity in the broader universe. I thought you were just talking about, like, the shit being real. Yeah, no, they are. But, like, you know, I'm just saying if there's truth in it, it's the concept that we're insignificant specks on an insignificant speck in a cold, uh, you know, cold universe that doesn't really care. Well, yeah, I mean... Look, how much does a single grain of sand mean to the beach? Yeah, but whoa, that's deep, dude. <laughs> Way to go, Bill. So excellent. Uh, but uh, as far as like truth, uh, no. Everybody always seems really obsessed with the idea of trying to make what Lovecraft wrote like real. Like, oh, he was writing it based on. Blah blah blah. It's like no. The only reason that idea exists is like people write fan fiction about him. Uh, I, I got some cringe. If you want some. Oh God, what's your cringe? Okay, this is a response from someone in the thread. All right. Yes. Give me a moment. All right. Well, the entities he talked about are real. At least the big ones and the popular ones I interacted with, such as Cthulhu, Nyarlathotep, Azathoth, Haster, and Shubnigaroth. So this. I, Wait. There's more to it. Oh, God. I recommend anyone to do rituals with them if you feel the connection. They gave me advice about things about spiritual, uh, spirit material balance. Especially remember what I read from Yarlatep on this, and he came into my dream and altered in one of the most unique ways. I never say for altering well space and time fabric. Like, this dude's having a stroke as he's typing this. God damn. Holy crap. Cthulhu especially showed up a few times. And taught showed me some abyssal tentacle astral technique for defense and some other stuff. Did multiple rituals with him and want and wanted to be with him as the patron king demon of my next life as I love him a lot as many other great demons and my spirits recommend this too. 
Overall, yes, very different beings as expected to the usual demons were are more associated with, but very nice and friendly and loving and teach a lot and very well. Uh, what? That, I got more. I got no, that's, that's not oh, how he described those beings. That's at not all. even remotely. I mean, like, what? This is Lovecraft babies. Like, for, like if, for if anyone interested in sample rituals, oh one put on a black candle or maybe dark blue or whichever <laughs> you feel. <laughs> yeah, so, don't remember, dudes. It doesn't have to be black. It can be very, exactly very, very, very specifically blue. vague. Yes. Two. Write a letter on a piece of paper stating your intent that you want to interact with them Hang and on. have them teach you their ways or anything similar. Hang on. Hang on. Astral is exciting with them. I'm going. I'm going to write my letter. L. <laughs> Three. Burn an incense. Maybe and something must handle what is always good. Hey, just, just if that doesn't smell. work, if that doesn't work, just you know, burn. light a dryer sheet on fire. Bur- I was like, burn a, a <laughs> stick of axe. <laughs> Deodorant. <laughs> that could that could even stand in for the candle. Come on, two birds, one stone. Yeah, right? no. Just set up a uh, blowtorch of axe. Four. Okay, two birds for one stone. Four. Burn the letter and say your thanks. Okay. Bonus five. If you'd like, as an extra, give some food or drink of your choice as offering. It's a good and nice experience. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that uh, Cthulhu really likes Kool-Aid and Fritos. He likes Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> Has to or loves goldfish. <laughs> oh, my God. The king. Oh, wait, no, it's Cheetos. The king in yellow loves to be the king in orange. Oh, so, my God. So this, this ritual thing reminded me. I found several weird Reddits. Oh, like, I but bet. one of them is basically... A Reddit of nothing but rituals <sighs> called R slash Three Kings. I've heard of that, and I wonder if I should like read some of these sometime because I haven't oh, looked through them yet. Next weekend, weird. We gotta, we gotta do that. Maybe I could start with the aforementioned Three Kings, which is the recipe that started the subreddit. Yeah, isn't this like you're just summoning somebody to bring you food or something? I don't know. I haven't read them. Yeah. But I just found there was a whole bunch of uh, weird reddits, which some of them might make for good fodder. Some of them might not. (laughs) Oh, I just noticed one of the rituals is Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Nice. Yeah, the trick is you do that in the rearview mirror and then watch her try to keep up. <laughs> but then you stop sometimes and she gets almost to the car and then like you take she's going to get in and you take off. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just laughing. Mike, are you a Winchester? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I had a very rough high school year. Oh. No, not really. Don't no. do that to me. No. no, the closest I got was like throwing me off the hood of his car that's true man my this favorite reply in this thread is just cyclopean but it's like in all caps and there's spaces between each letter <laughs> cyclopean <laughs> here's the thing i i just i love the idea of doing rituals to summon these guys and it's like i'm your best friend now it's like that's <laughs> not how this works the happy i left you a dr pepper and some ho-hos <laughs> 
Happy Cthulhu will just wants to love you and help you with your math homework. I want to love you and pet you and hug you and call you Beelzebub. Whereas, you know, I, uh, the latest season of Love, Death, and Robots had a Cthulhu-esque uh, short in which the person basically went so insane they like blinded themselves to keep them from freeing cthulhu which is more accurate i think yeah no totally i don't know i figure if i was going to interact with anything from the mythos it would probably be the elder things they at least you know have the capacity to deal with you I'm just saying. I, I I would say if if I found out anything from H.P. Lovecraft was real, I would probably eat my gun. Yep. No, I I agree. I would do the same. Honestly, I mean, because there's nothing good there. No, there's I mean, did, having if if they're real, it means that we are truly lost. It it means that there's nothing but madness and death anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, David, thank you for X this week. That was fun. Yeah, much like, much on like, that note, <laughs> much yeah. like all, the us, all of us resigning ourselves to death if that shit comes yeah. true. So, <laughs> we're, we're that suicide pact engaged. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you again, if I didn't say it already, for your patience while we were on that hiatus. Um, you know, hopefully that won't happen again, but, you know, we're all getting old. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, we're, we have an episode that we recorded before the hiatus that I didn't get a chance to edit because of the hospital stay. So uh, that's going to be about the uh, government's uh, discourse on UFOs. So we oh, got wow. this, and then we'll have that, and then we'll come back with a brand new episode. And I know David's got some ideas. I've got some ideas. And uh, we're going to start working on those real soon. And Mike ain't got nothing. Mike, you got something, but you already said nothing. 2023. 2023, you're the Mike. You're Woo. the Mike. Mike takes over the show. <laughs> now, uh, and let's not forget, we, we have been told we need to do a whole episode about the Lucerna files, which still sounds like a mattress. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, so we got to do a whole episode on lizard tits. Oh. Yep. Oh, my. Coming back to that. I mean, I, I guess if we have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fight it, but, you know, we got to do it. And they want you to host it, Mike. Oh, God. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got right here how that episode starts. Hey, welcome to Supernatural Selection. Here's some bullshit. <laughs> um, I mean, you get Mike to explain it to us. I want to hear him explain this Lacerda Files yes, story to us. Yes, you explain the lizard tits. Okay, well, I, I'll get, need a doc, and I'll, like, read that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have, like, a four-hour audio file for you to listen to. Oh, God, that's insane. All right, well, again, thank you so much for listening. You can find all of our information at Supernatural Select... Uh, actually, That's easier to say. Rocks, mm -hmm. like what's inside our heads. Yeah, and of course, uh, find us on Twitter at SupernatPod. Don't worry about Facebook. It is garbage. And... Uh, Hit us up on our Discord. There is a link on the website. We would love to have you and talk to you and have a lot of fun discussing stuff. And we take ideas for episodes and everything. Uh, so, 
that being said, we'll see you with a uh, with a new old episode next week, and we'll be back the week after with something brand spanking new. So, until then, everyone stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Uh, cut. Is that it? We're done. Elephants. Okay, later. Elephants. Elephants. Elephants murder. Olifant. <laughs>